You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character, while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Welcome back to Twitch Tales. Where did we leave off in the previous episode? Apis Hive, Dragon Slayer has just managed to liberate a great deal of the Lannis Woods from the tyranny of Lucifreak, the young green dragon. So, we have a lot of uh, decisions to be making right now. So, in the last episode, Apis uh, helped the Royal Cross with the eradication of the remaining uh, the remaining immediate threat, the, um, the half-green half dragon creatures that were attacking. Uh, Apis went to Vala and Rebecca and, uh, and and the other fallen and ascertained that they were in fact uh, uh, deceased, um, and then headed uh, used a, a potion on Vala, I believe, and uh, ascertained that way that um, the, the the body was uh, no more. Um, the, the, the body was merely a vessel now. The soul was in another place. Um, and so, uh, wasting your time, Apis then set off to where Lucifreak had fallen and uh, arrived there to see that, that there was a, a bit of a, a quake and, uh, and, and, and poisonous gas emitted from the body uh, in, its last, in Lucifreak's last dying throes. Uh, the, the magic that was suffusing him on account of being a dragon had sort of infused itself into the land around him. Uh, making it difficult to get to him to harvest body parts for at least a few, uh, at least a little while. Ebis spoke with the Royal Cross members, uh, who mentioned that uh, the body of the the dragon officially belongs to the king now, give, given that the king's royal army was involved in the slaying of it. Apis let out a little whimper at the prospect of uh, not having dragon parts in their inventory. Um, uh, and so they managed to convince the royal guard that they were talking with, uh, Jonathan, I believe his name was, um, that uh, all we want is a, a few a few um, vials of blood. So we um, uh, we moved towards the, uh, the, the dragon, tanked some of the poisonous gas around it, collected some of the dragon's blood in vials. We had three vials of blood. Uh, we uh, opted to try and take, I think, some tooth or claws or something and uh, and, and failed uh, and ended up with just blood and some dragon scales, enough scales to make some braces out of, but nothing more than that. Then we got out of the, the poisonous breath before it um, before it hurt, harmed us any further um, and uh, and watched as the Royal Cross uh, brought out some some bandages and wrapped it around the long snake-like neck of Lucifreak, uh, and upon which, uh, after which time it was finished, the body of Lucifreak was shrunk down two sizes to uh, the the size of something small, like a uh, like a small dog, and then lifted it up, placed it into a bag of colding, um, and uh, and and preserved the body for the king. After collecting your dragon parts, you went back to your elven village that was previously a dome, found that the dome itself had been um, disappeared um, and the elves were now free. You spoke with them about their situation, found that one of the dragonborn uh, captors was... Uh, 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 one of the dragonborn captors was... Um, um, uh, captured herself now and tied up. Uh, you got back all of your weapons, all of your belongings that were confiscated from you, your net and your, your longsword. And 
uh, and then set off towards the dragons. Oh, and 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 listened to the um, uh, the plans, the future plans of a few of the elves. You found that um, uh, uh, Belladel and Olathea were intending on heading north to uh, visit family in Arachel. Uh, um, a couple more of them were going travelling. A few of them were going to visit family um, in in uh, Bisglanta, uh, an elven town nearby. And you, meanwhile, went to the, uh, the to find the dragon lair. You uh, you did some good scouting out and found a waterfall. And uh, it seems like there might be a, a cave behind that waterfall. So with a series of uh, a series of moments of confusion um, and a series of uh, poor checks, you, uh, you 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 managed to fasten off your rope to the to a boulder over the top of the waterfall, and then sort of like abseil your way down in through the waterfall and into the cave behind it. In a secret cave behind it, you found the dragon's hoard. Several instruments, uh, paintings, lots of money, uh, various different items of of um, uh, items of presentation from the from the elves to the dragon uh, to show deference. Uh, a figurehead, figurehead from a ship, even though you are far from any water. Um, lots of lots of cool and weird and wonderful things uh one of which being an, a magical quiver the magical quiver seems to be able to store a great deal more inside it than it would appear to be able to from the outside uh you opened up a chest full of golden uh platinum coins and without the time to actually count it you just handful after handful stuffed it into this quiver uh seemingly bottomless uh disappearing into this this quiver Leaving the the uh, treasure room of Lucifreak, you headed back to where the um, the captives were being held captive, the the um, the el- once elven village, uh, and you and, and the site of the um, the battle as well, and uh, and you discovered there that uh, Polython, the head of the uh, Penkempwyr and Amgleshire Druids Guild, had enough uh, rare oils and tinctures and salves and things to um, to perform one reincarnation spell on one of the fallen heroes and the town is about to have to vote on who is worth bringing back uh, in order to bring back more than one we will need um we will need a lot of these rare herbs and spices and oils and things uh, finding and creating uh, and and the spell has to be cast within 10 days of the, the person dying so it is a po- it is a possibility that Apis could go on a um, on a, a quest to go and get more of it, but um, uh, you, you'll have to be quick about it, and it'll it will uh, delay the level up period. So that's where we're picking up this time with the the hard choice to make: uh, do we resurrect Vala? Do we resurrect Tauchu? Do we resurrect um, any of the others that have fallen? What do you guys feel like doing? What's the what's the the plan from your perspective? Can we ask Polython how hard it is to get more of them in time, and if a bunch of money would help? Um, you do so. You ask uh, Polython, and she says it's not the it's not the cost of things that really is the 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 problem here. It's the supply. These these things are oils that have to have been boiled and and uh, distilled and. Uh, fermented and there's there's a whole process goes into all of these different oils and tinctures and uh, and you have to have them in the right amounts and 
it's all made from very rare ingredients that are almost impossible uh, to to cultivate so you have to find them growing in the wild uh, once you've harvested them from one spot in the wild they they tend to migrate uh, it's it's very rare to find the same ingredients in 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 one place more often than not and it, it's um it's a very difficult process uh, of finding distilling uh, cultivating uh, all of the things we need to do to to uh, to make the ingredients for this uh, ritual there are supplies of them around uh, i'm sure people you know well well to do people like the king would have a supply of them back at uh, back at his own royal supply but otherwise it's 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 a matter of buying them whenever you find a um, a merchant coming through who happens to have some or or seeking them out there are there are elven villages nearby uh, that the i i believe let's see would Polython know yeah Polython would know there's a, i believe there's a there's a town um sort of northwest of here called Pisglanta, a relatively large elven town they might have some uh, there's also the town of the four sisters uh uh, they're a little more reclusive um, uh, society of, of elves up to the north. Uh, there's a, there's another elven um, uh, an elven community, um, much more spread out, much more nomadic um, that uh, you find around the um, Giftigald forest. Uh, there's there's the dwarven city of uh, Grosverk uh, to the south. Dwarves dwarves aren't quite as um, uh, no, no offense men, meant, but dwarves aren't quite as um, proficient with the uh, the sort of arts of, of boiling and refining uh, this sort of ingredients that we need. So I wouldn't be quite so um, expectant to find any in Grosverk. But that said, it is a large city, so uh, they, they might have some just for trade or, or purchase. All I know is that I I have managed to accrue about a thousand gold pieces worth um, over over the time here, and that's about what we need for one one person. Polython, if we found the ingredients, would it be possible to make the oils and stuff in time to help Valor? It's possible. There are some that take months to uh, to prepare, so you would need to find or buy those as they are. Um, but there are other ingredients that it would simply take a few minutes to mash them or, 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 or cut them in certain ways um, uh, to apply them to certain chemicals. Um, it really is a very complicated process and uh, I, I don't have the time to be going into it in great detail now. Are we giving them the gold? They can go buy their own stuff for the further reincarnations. Well, that's the thing though, isn't it? So Sherlock, you can't buy it if there's no supply. You gotta find it. You gotta make it. You gotta find people who are willing to sell it, because anybody who has these ingredients have probably got them because they, you know, in case of emergency, somebody can be reincarnated. How much of a delay would this cause for our level up? Depends on how long you want to spend doing it. <laughs> the um, the spell uh, you learn from Polython that the spell has to be cast within ten days of the person dying. Um, otherwise their soul is too far into the afterlife to the the outer planes to to come back um and so with a with 10 day window uh for valor and like a what would it be like a seven day window for tao chu um you could you could spend 10 days looking and searching and hunting and buying um all of these uh, ingredients 
and then level up. Maximum of 10 days delay due to time limits on the spell. Since we're going to have to make the tough choice. Hmm, almost like the title, the, the episode title is Tough Choices. How much gold did we get from the lair? You haven't counted it yet. It wasn't just like 10 gold that's easy to count. It was a chest full of gold. I'm not just going to tell you how much that is. You're going to have to take some time to actually count how much gold was in this chest full of gold. You do know that it was hundreds. Hundreds of coins. We did help with the Prin Harvest. Between those elves and Edith, we might be able to get enough. Plus, we could pick up our own Displacers Cloak from the uh, Four Sisters. It depends on that one unknown war that they were preparing for. Are the people we can trust, we can prove, uh, provide with the money to go to these various places and try and purchase the materials? Um, are there people you can trust? I mean, trust is on you, really, as the, as the players. Um, so whether or not you trust them is up to you. But you could... You could approach various different people from Fondurg and ask them if they would go on various quests around to find places to 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 spend money and things. Uh, there's always going to be risk, even if you if you if you if the person you give the money to you trust with your life. The world is a dangerous place, and the wild is a dangerous place, and so going between towns, you can always get attacked by a manticore or something, and so <clears throat> there's always a risk that the person you give the mater the materials to. Uh, the money too, to go and get the materials, um, doesn't make it or gets attacked or whatever. Is there a downside to delaying the level up? Just the fact that you're not leveled up yet. Until you take six days of downtime to just rest and, and train, you don't get level six. Can we go relay our tactical map to the knights and Kingsguard before they leave the town? Yeah, they ain't going to be leaving town for a while. They've got a lot of cleanup to do with these um, dragons. Where is Apis currently? Apis is currently in the forest, in, in, a, in a forest called the Lannis Woods. Um, they're not too far from where the dome is, where they were kept captive for a few days. Uh, they're not too far from where they fought a battle with uh, Lucifreak. They're just sort of in the forest at the moment, around surrounded by their sort of allies and uh, fighting companions. The town might give us a horse to go about the quest to get more things. It's in their interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be provided with a riding horse to uh, speed up your travel if that's the direction you wanted to go with things. Apis wants, Apis wants to help those in need and would try to collect the ingredients. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Apis can, uh, like, so although Apis does want to help people in need, Apis can change from over time. Like, if you if you guys collectively decide that, that whatever we've decided when we created Apis is no longer applicable, that's fine for those things to change, which uh, you may notice has happened to the current alignment. Uh, when I was when I was updating things to um, to prepare for the new character sheet of uh, uh, having a fighter level, um, I, I I thought it was a good time to re uh, reassess whether or not neutral good was still Apis's alignment, and I thought about it and decided that no, Apis has um, been acting much more chaotic good these these days. Um, I, th I consider chaotic to be if you have, uh, if you lack any sense of like rigidity in your own uh, your own compass. Not necessarily anything to do with morals, but like your own compass. Um, Apis, for instance, Apis has said that you know they always help people in need. They never kill anybody unless it's in self-defense and all of these other things that we decided for Apis. And if Apis st stuck to that a hundred percent of the time, that would be lawful. If they stick to it most of the time, but waver quite often, that's uh, that's neutral. And if more often than not, they're just kind of like all over the place on what they do, 
as is the nature of having 100 people deciding what Apis is doing, um, that's quite chaotic. So I decided that lately uh, Apis's decisions have been hard to nail down into one sort of set of ideals of how they act. And so they've, they are a chaotic evil, uh, chaotic good. I think we can go to one place to see if they have the ingredients, i.e. the three sisters, but I do believe uh, if we can trust someone, we'll increase our chances, increase our intelligence, we'll get a bonus. Polython doesn't seem to think there's much of a chance to get another set. Polython is just being realistic about the rarity of these things. Uh, it's not like she's been to all of these towns and knows how much uh, ingredients they have. She's just setting you up for a real a reality check of like, don't be surprised to get there and find out they don't have any. Queer's Polython, the likelihood of finding more if the town really tries. She's not just going to give you a straight number. Like you're going to have to make a, a, a tough choice here. You're going to have to make a choice based on what you what you hope and believe, and essentially roll the dice and be like, let's hope that they have some. Polython's told you what she knows is that the ingredients to make it are very rare. Um, even after you've got the ingredients, having somebody who knows how to prepare them in a the certain way that needs to be prepared, it's even rarer. So finding the finding someone that has them is rare finding someone that has them and is willing to sell them is even rarer can we take 20 to find a nice place to hide and check nobody is nearby to count how much gold we got from the lair you absolutely can if that's what you want to do is that what you want to do guys you want to find out how much money you've got because as apis is thinking these things apis is going like do i have enough to buy these uh, ingredients even if i had them do you want to take do you want to take 20 to sort of uh hide somewhere and then count your money Pick a destination, but send people to the other places to ask around. Sounds hopeless to me, to be honest. Yes, yes, yes. Not yet. Too many soldiers about. Uh, most people saying yes, though. Slightly more, slightly more yeses than noes. Let me put it. Let me put it to a poll real quick, because it is kind of down the middle there. All right, 62% of the vote saying yes. We're going to find somewhere safe and secret to um, to. Uh, to count how much money we've got. So Apis thanks uh, thanks Polython for the information and says, um, "Look, I, I, I'll, I'll I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna if I I'm in two minds about whether or not I'll be able to find uh, enough ingredients and things to do this twice. So I'm 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 uh, I'm gonna need to take some time to think on it. Um, is is this like a time crunch thing? And Polython says, "No, it, it, uh, we've got about ten days from the moment of death." Uh, right, 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 right. Uh, live, live it with me. I'll, I'll be back soon. And you go off into the woods uh, and kind of just like thinking. And as you're walking and thinking, you're looking for a place that's sort of far enough away from everybody. You walk for about ten minutes or so until you're well and truly away from the sound of uh, the guards and everybody around that. And then you, uh, at that point, start actively searching for something to. Um, uh, some somewhere to, to to sit and hide, uh, and take another ten minutes or so to to find a place that is um, like a rocky kind of a cliff bit where a tree's fallen down like half over the top of it, and it's made like a nice little alcove underneath it. Uh, you tuck yourself into there. You get your quiver out, and you start pulling out the handfuls of gold as you as you place your hand into the space of the quiver. Uh, you feel gold and you start bringing the gold out and then you start to count it. You count the gold for the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah, let's add it to your 
coin pouch. <laughs> it's not actually. Uh, no, no, you know what? I'm going to keep it separate from the coin pouch because you do have a, a coin purse that is your 12 gold, 6 silver, 9 copper. Um, and then you have this other stashed gold. So that definitively is yours. Like nobody could argue otherwise. That is your money. Um, this other gold, people, uh, Apis's synapses are in two minds about whether or not they're keeping it all or, or whether they feel right to keep it all and everything. So I'll keep them as two separate things. Uh, but obviously those taking note, write it down. You have 156 silver pieces. That is the equivalent of 15 gold in, in silver. You have 798 gold pieces. And you have 102 platinum pieces. 102 platinum is the equivalent of 1,000 gold, 1,020. So overall, you have 1,830-ish gold, 1,830-ish gold from this uh, in, in, in coins. And so at the end of that, you've counted it out, you've put your hands into the, the, the um, quiver and you're looking and looking and finding no gold and you're pretty sure that's all of it. Uh, leveling up in 5th edition doesn't require a massive amount of gold in, in fifth in, like it did in early editions, no. no not, not a massive amount of gold, just a massive amount of time, and that's uh, that's a home house rule anyway. It, leveling up in 5th edition, I could just like snap my fingers and you'd be leveled up, but that's not how I play it. I play it that you have to spend a number of days training equal to the level that you're going to take. So you need to take 6, levels, uh, six days to train up to level 6. We should give most of it up, or Rob will change his to chaotic neutral, and I'll be sad. I, I I change based on your decisions. So if you want to remain chaotic good, you've got to do chaotic good actions. So we can well and truly afford the reagents. It's just a, b a big if whether or not we can find them in time. Yep. Keep eight hundred. Give the rest away. I don't know where you've got this eight hundred from, Wraith. You are you are championing eight hundred gold being enough for all of the things you want, but you don't know how my economy works. You don't know how much it'll take to enchant all of the things. Can we turn the quiver inside out to find what else is in it? Unfortunately, with the quiver being very sturdy, uh, with um, with probably uh, ivory uh, uh, ribs and things down it, unlike a bag of holding, which is essentially a canvas bag. You can't turn the quiver out uh, inside out to, uh, to to get what what else is inside it. You turn it upside down and nothing falls out. You sort of shake it and nothing falls out. Even the three arrows that are sticking out of one of the smaller pockets of the quiver, they don't fall out when you turn it upside down. You have to actively be looking to get things out of it. Give it equally to the towns that Lucifer savaged. How many days to the three sisters? Um, uh, four sisters. To the four sisters from where you are would be... Back to Fondag, up to the dead dead forest, from there to Shadridge, Shadridge to the Three Sisters. I'd say it would be two days if you're like traveling at a good pace, two and a half maybe. I'm feeling very muggable. Yes, you certainly are carrying <laughs> carrying a thousand eight hundred gold on you, and you were mugged when you had eight gold or something. Can we reach in and think of jewels and valuables just to check? You reach in and think of jewels, and you do in fact find jewels in there because you put jewels in there. Um, so there are jewels in there. Uh, you find uh, you find uh, the the contents of a jewelry box, which you uh, you took from the hoard and put into the um, the quiver. Apis is not a jeweler; has no uh, background in jewelry. Uh, you grew up in a hill village, not a mountain uh, dwarf village. 
Uh, and so if you were if you were a mountain dwarf, I would give you a chance to know a little bit about jewelry and how much it's worth. Uh, but you are a hill dwarf, and so you do not know how much this jewelry is worth. But a fair, fair sum of money, you'd say. Any large diamonds? Uh, not, I mean, not large enough for, uh, not large enough for any magical purposes. Not like fist-sized or anything stupid. Not even like the size of your fingernail. Just, just regular-sized diamonds in embedded into, uh, embedded into other jewelry, necklaces and things. All right, so. We need to make some decisions, otherwise we'll stand here talking forever. What's the what's the plan? We know how much money we've got in the quiver. Uh, we know that the other things in the um, the other things in the hoard included some miscellaneous items like cutlery and candlesticks and furniture and stuff, uh, keepsakes like portraits and hand art drawn from the kids and things like that. Small instruments, books, a nice harp, uh, paintings, sculptures. Um, uh, I think that was about it. Can we ask the dice if we can find the ingredients? That's a very good idea. Let's put a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the chat if you want to ask the dice. Will we be will we be successful in finding the ingredients or something to that effect? We can work, we can decide on the wording later. But do you want to ask the dice the question of would we be successful in finding the ingredients? Um, so have we asked them a question today? Is the is the uh, is the next question? That's the problem when days the days go over several uh, several sessions have we asked the dice a question yet today we definitely asked them uh if the if if the something along the lines of if the um the dragonborn were killed but that was last night that was definitely not on this day can we make it a double negative question just to keep with tradition yes please do we asked them something in the maze. Yeah, we definitely asked them stuff during last night, but did we ask them? Glamour says the last time we used them was to see if the Dragonborn would die, which I think was, I think you're right. I think that was the last time when we were talking to Charlie and stuff and the whole fight with Enola and everything, which was all last night. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we haven't used the dice yet today because all we did today was we woke up, the dragon came and said, hey, come with me. We got on his back. We flew over to the. Um, we flew up to the the other village. He showed us the map. He showed us Tammy and said, "Kill Tammy." And we said, "Oh, actually, maybe she should be a nanny for us instead." And he said, uh, "Yeah, I guess. Uh, come with me." And he got you on his back again. Flew off, and then you encountered the fight with Mel and everything. Killed the dragon. Found the hoard. You didn't. You didn't use the dice to find his treasure hoard, did you? You didn't use the dice to be like, "Does he sleep in the river or anything?" I don't think you did. Um, that would have been the only time I can imagine today when you would have used the dice. We asked the yeah, we asked the, asked the otter where he lived, that's right. Alright, cool, so we haven't yet used the dice today, which means that we should be guaranteed at least a truthful answer. Whether or not it's a, a, a cryptic answer or not, uh, it depends on what we ask. So what is the wording of what we're going to ask? It was a very clear yes, we're going to ask the dice. Um, as we're in this safe, secluded spot, we've just put all of our gold back into the quiver. Uh, there's a nice, like, flat area in front of us on the ground, uh, sort of compacted mud. Uh, so we, we get the dice out and we're going to roll it there. As we reach them out of our box, get the, uh, get the nice bone dice out of the box. We try and formulate a question. 
we know from experience that these that this this um, this spell works best if it is a yes no question. It works best if it's about something that's going to happen within the next short while. the the sooner uh, the sooner to the present day the question you're asking is is about, the more likely you are to get a less cryptic answer, a, a, a realistic, truthful answer. If you ask about something that's going to happen in a year's time, there's very little chance that it's going to give you a clear answer. So you've got to try and keep it as close to present day as you can and uh, and uh, basically a yes-no question. Otherwise, you're going to end up with an answer that you won't be able to interpret. Will we be successful in finding the ingredients to be able to reincarnate a second person? The problem I see with that is successful in finding the ingredients. It depends on the method of how you're looking for the ingredients. Like, are you going to start searching for them, like hunting in, in the wilderness for wild ingredients? Or are you going to go to towns and ask for ingredients? Because those are two different things with two different chances of success. If we travel to, if we travel through location via location and back, will we obtain the needed items to successfully perform a resurrection? Though that would be an interesting one. That's 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 pretty. Uh, that's getting towards lawyer wording there, Tree of Dave. Let me uh, let me copy paste Tree of Dave's uh, wording there. I think we can work on that. Which of the locations were we told about has the ingredients? We don't know which uh, which uh, places has ingredients. We were told of some possibilities. The possibilities she mentioned were. Um, Pisglanta, which is a relatively large elven town to the northwest. You haven't been there before. Uh, the Four Sisters, which is a series of four small elven towns uh, in the north. Uh, she didn't mention it, but you know Shadridge as Edith's uh, potion shop. Uh, Edith might have some of those oils and tinctures. Uh, she mentioned a dwarven city to the south called Grosvirk. Um Grosvirk could have some, even though they're dwarves and not elves. There's a chance that they, they have some just on the nature of their size as a city. Uh, she also mentioned a wandering nomadic tribe uh, in the Giftigeld forest, but the dangers there is that uh, the Giftigeld is very much in the uh, terrain of your sworn enemy, Unguhef. Then there's, then there's just the wild, the wild in the wilderness of like hunting for it. You could go back to Shafgushal, the destroyed dwarven town that you're from, and see if you can hunt around there. Maybe there's an old dis destroyed uh, potion shop or something. Can we find the stuff in time? Could be likely a yes if we go to the right places, but if we ask and it says yes and we go to the wrong places, it's a game over on that plan. Like, can we find yes if you go yeah if yes if you go to this place and it doesn't give you the the, the place, so you're like, oh, it says yes, so we're guaranteed to find them no matter where we go, and then you don't find them. Isn't necromancy illegal in this world? How is this not necromancy? Necromancy is illegal in this world. Uh, there are certain people that, so you can, uh, anything to do with healing magic and resurrection magic is uh, is licensed. It is all counted as necromancy in my world, but it is licensed. You have to go through tests, you have to you have to apply, you have to get uh, through the king's permission and sen uh, essentially and stuff. And Polython is one of the people who has a license to bring people back. It would be seven days if we want to bring Tao back. Yeah, I can't remember. I could look in. I could look at the timeline if we really cared. Uh, when, if if we decide that we are going to bring Tao back, I'll obviously work out exactly how long ago he died. Um, but I think it was three days ago. All right. So let's uh, let's work on this together. So if we travel through to location via locations and back, where do people want to look? Let's ask that as the next question. Really, 
We're really only with the dragon for three days? Yeah, man, it was a crazy, crazy three days, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was only three days. Uh, so having just checked the timeline, Tauchu died on the 12th. It is now the 16th. He's been dead for four days. We were captive of the dragon for three. Um, so uh, we have six days remaining to get Tauchu resurrected, uh, to reincarnated, I should say, if Tauchu is the one we're going for. All right, so back to it if we travel to where do we want to go to what's the what's the plan are we going to the four sisters via shadridge because we can go to the four sisters via, via shadridge easy enough there uh, shadridge is on the way to the four sisters so we could go to edith's shop go to the four sisters if we don't have enough at that point then we can take a huge diversion off to find uh to find pisglanta somewhere in the forest to the northwest but the only ones that are on the way is pisglanta and the four sisters we could, of course, go to Grosvert and even further south and find some larger cities, some human cities and things. I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, let's go to... Which one is it? Is it this one? That's the Lannis Woods. That's where we are at the moment. Um, we are currently at the moment around about the second N of Lannis there. That's where we're, that's where we're hanging out and having this conversation. Panith, right, about in the cent central uh, left of the artwork there. Panith is the, the name of the elven town where we've been spending the last three days. Uh, as captive. Fondog, of course, is over there at the bottom of the map there. Right at the very top corner where you see Deadwood, that is on the way to Shadridge. So if we want to go to Shadridge, we have to go up through Deadwood and then past that to Shadridge and then past that even further to the Four Sisters. Uh, Pisganta, the elven town, is like way past in that direction, um, off the map in the northwest. So it's not on the way. And then uh, Grosvirk is like further south of Fondog. And then everything else is further south of that. Uh, further south of that. So north. Put a thumbs up if you want to go north. That includes Pisglanta, the Four Sisters, and Shadridge. Put a thumbs down if you want to go south uh, or west, which would include like just foraging in the Giftergeld, because the Giftergeld forest is like southwest of you. So south to the Giftergeld, south to Grosvirk, south to any of the other human towns, human cities that are south of here, uh, or north to any of the sort of elven forests. All right, well, it looks like most, most of Apis is wanting to go uh, to the north. Um, so if we, so should the question be, if we travel through to Four Sisters via Shadridge, let's put that. Uh, if we travel through to Four Sisters via Shadridge and back to Fondurg, will we obtain the needed items to successfully perform a reincarnation on Tauchu? Is is that what we're saying? Is that is that the questioning? I went. I mentioned one more location further than the sisters, did I? I mean, further than the sisters, you're getting into the um, the Great Expanse. The Great Expanse is where they're currently having some problems with something unknown, because that's an arc of the campaign that you decided not to follow. So the Great Great Expanse is a large, unmapped, uncharted forest. Um, uh, there's something going on there. You could potentially find the ingredients in it, because it's a big sort of magical forest. Going south could be getting into Ungerhef's territory, and we barely managed to handle his son. <laughs> yeah. A second person. Okay, Milzy, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll, we'll replace that wording with a second person because then we don't know if it's Tauchu or Valor, but it counts for both. Definitely add the time limit to it somehow. Okay. 
how are we going to add the time limit? If we travel through to Four Sisters via Shadridge and back to Fondurg, will we obtain the needed items to successfully perform a reincarnation on Tao Chu in time? Oh, sorry, Tao, I've said Tao Chu somehow. I thought I'd changed that to, uh, imp to on a second person. I think that covers it. All right, some people are arguing that we should change second person. Put a uh, thumbs up if you want to keep it as a second person. Keep it kind of vague. Put a thumbs down if you want to uh, if you want to specifically specify Valor. Most people just wanting to keep it vague. Just say, will we have the resources? Will we be able to successfully get the resources to spend? All right. If we head to Fourth Sisters via Shadridge, will we be able to get the resources for it? Okay. Apis gets out the dice. Apis asks. If I travel through to Four Sisters via Shadridge and back to Fondurg, will I obtain the needed items to successfully perform a reincarnation on a second person in time? And Apis lets the dice go. And as the uh, as the first dice hits, there is a sort of a a, a very loud squawking of a bird uh, rings through Apis's mind. Uh, the second dice hits and you smell like a uh, stagnant water pool. Uh, and the third dice hits, you 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 get the sensation of um, of a, a chilly breeze uh, uh, coming through a a um, a ratty moth-eaten blanket. You uh, you 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 get this sour, really sour t taste in your mouth. Um, and these dice keep bouncing and each one conjuring a different sensation in your mind. Each of them are not very uh, positive experience, not a very positive sound. It is not the worst things that you've tasted and smelt and, and felt from these dice, um, but it is quite clearly leaning towards the no side, the woe side. You are left with a feeling of woe. So, interpret from that what you will. Um, it is uh, clearly not a yes, um, but it could be that the uh, the four sisters and Shadridge don't have enough of the uh, enough for a thousand gold pieces worth of ingredients, but they do have nine hundred gold pieces worth of ingredients. Or it could be that you they just don't have any at all. It's up to you. Like you, you can interpret that how you will. You can still roll the dice. You can ask them. The, you can ask the dice another question immediately if you want to try and clarify. Um, but every time you ask them a question, there's a ch there's an increasing chance that you're going to get a randomised answer. So, um, what do people want to do? Do we want to ask the dice another question immediately to try and uh, to try and narrow it down? Put it put a thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you want to ask the dice another question? See if you can narrow it down at the risk of it being a false answer. All right. Apis decides now. We're not we're not sure what the chances of the false positive is going to be, and so we wouldn't be able to trust the answer anyway. Um, and so they don't ask the dice another question. Instead, they pack up what they've got. Uh, to, you've you've made, made sure that you haven't left behind any of your gold or platinum on the ground from where you were counting it. Um, and then you head back to where? Where is Apis going now? What's the plan? Are you going back to the uh, back to Fondurg? Back to the, try and find the Royal Cross? Are you gonna? Is there more you want to do here in in the Lannis Woods? What's your What's your intention? You're gonna go find Polython and give her your give her your decision. What is the time? The time is like two, three in the afternoon, something like that. It's mid mid afternoon, probably. Can we give the elves back the children's drawing? That's probably a good idea. Yes. 
that we'll arrive in Shad. No, if we set off now, we wouldn't arrive arrive in Shadridge before nightfall, but we could arrive in the dead wood. We've spent a night in the dead wood before. Um, wasn't very pleasant, but it wasn't. We didn't get attacked or anything. It was just a whole bunch of termites. We need to go back to the elf village anyway to collect Charlie's and Briar's weapons to bring them along. Okay, gotcha. All right, so we'll do that then. A few people, a few reasons to go back to uh, the the village. So we'll head there. So, uh, Apis has uh, tidied them, tidied up, uh, made the decision. A lot of Apis's mind, anyway, is uh, is decided on on uh, Valor being the one to bring back and not worry about trying to get enough um, uh, money for everything else. Apis heads back to Panath um, to the remainder of who who uh, which which of the elf captives had stuck around there. And as you arrive, you start to um, you start to hand out the things that you'd found at the dragon's lair. Uh, there are a couple of the royal guard that you recognise here. The royal cross, um, uh, two of the human ones, um, have uh, a, a sort of chatting with the elves up on the um, the canopy as well, up on the um, mezzanine. Uh, as you get up there, they're sort of talking with them in common about their experiences, taking taking notes of everything. Uh, you can see that one of them has like a um, a large stone tablet, like a uh, like a circle, like a dinner plate sized stone um, with runes around the ed edges of it. Um, and he's just kind of holding out between the two of them as they're as they're sort of recounting their experiences with the dragon. Um, you arrive and uh, and you get your you get the the artwork out to start handing them out. Uh, you see this. Uh, do you want to go over to them or do you want to go and find somebody who's not um, not busy and give them the uh, the kids art? We're quite weak from the dragon's death throes and such. Yeah, we're on. Our maximum hit points is 57. I think we are on 26 or so hit points of, out of 57. We could stay the night with the elves, head to Shedridge in the morning. Yeah, true. Probably shouldn't be traveling until we've had a proper long rest. That's probably a good idea, actually. All right, so we're discreet. Uh, we're going to be discreet and ask someone if they want it. Um, be stealthy so that they don't know we found the lair. Okay, gotcha. We don't want the king's folk asking any questions about what we've got. Gotcha. All right, so we stay away from the king's uh, guards who are clearly doing like a, a debrief of what's happened and, and recording information about what's happened. Uh, and instead we find one of the other elves that are otherwise uh, not busy. Uh, we, we go and find the sculptor um, and uh, and she's working on the stonework that we gave her, the stone. Uh, and it looks like she's barely done anything to it at all because she's back in she's back in elf uh, mode of like i've got years i've got decades to make this into what i want um not uh, not not having to rush a new piece of um, artwork every every time uh she is going to leave yeah it seems like she's like i'm going to leave soon for an elf that lives like 700 years the soon might be in a week that's still like very soon uh Belladel and Olathea were leaving like immediately. They'd packed up and were leaving, but the sculptor was like Alana. That's her name. Alana was like, "I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to go back to Pisglanta and have a little wander around. I'm going to go find myself, sort of thing, and come back." But she has always intended to. Um, Rithal also left immediately. Uh, Rithal, the whole area here was way too painful for her. Too many memories. Um, but Alana was going to be leaving just soon. In the next few days, she'll probably be up and, and up and going. But for now, she's got a nice piece of stonework to be working on. So she's uh, she's basically studying it. She's doing the um, uh, who was it? It was Michelangelo, I think, that that saw David in the block, and he just kind of went back and studied the block for years. 
was kind of before he even made any uh, chisel knacks, he was just like studying what he was going to be doing with it. She's doing a similar thing. She's um, she's sort of polished up the outside, taking off any loose pieces that won't work. Uh, and then she's looking at what she's got left and what she can work with, and she's just kind of studying it as you approach. Um, do you want to roleplay this out, or do, you, do we just want to say you give her the things for the for the elves, and she deals, she works she works through it? Is there anything in particular that you want to say to her, or you want to see her reaction? All right, so um, you approach her then from behind and and uh, sort of <clears throat> to announce your presence, and she she turns to see you and says. How are things? How are things going? And you say, eh, not too bad. Um, listen, just on the um, in the in the interests of discretion here, uh, I don't particularly feel comfortable these these royal guards uh, getting involved. Uh, they they haven't been through what you guys have been through, what we've been through. Uh, they don't. I don't think they need to know that I found these things. Um, so I just don't, uh, I don't want to keep them and I think you could use them or you and your, you and your community could use them. Um, and I don't think the Royal Guards really need to get their hands on it, to be honest. And she's a little confused about what you're talking about. Um, so you reach into your, uh, into your bag and you start to bring out the, the, the letters, the drawings, the little pictures, the finger paintings and things. Uh, all the things that you'd found that were like, um, uh, what did I call them? Uh, keepsakes, <clears throat> the little keepsakes of, of elven things. And she sees them and her eyes kind of light up and she smiles, takes them from you. So you, um, you found where he was keeping them, eh? Uh, yes, I, I did. Um, I'm not sure if it's the only place, but... Um, if this seems like everything, then it's, it's probably the only place that he's, he's got uh, to keep things. She sort of flicks through them, sort of slowly, taking each one in and sort of smiling. There's like a sadness in her eyes as well. There's like a... She's happy, but uh, seeing these things are, are painful as well. Um... She just kind of looks a little choked up and looks at you with, and you can you can read that it's there's there's like an expression of thanks and gratitude. I'll um I'll make sure that they uh, I'll make sure that they get to the the people who'll uh, appreciate them most, the the people who need to see them. Unfortunately, Rathal's already left, but I'll um I'll keep a hold of these. Uh, I'll keep a hold of, of. She'll want to see these, I think, when she's ready. It might be several years before she's ready to see them, but I think, I think one day she'll be happy that I've kept a hold of them. I hope. Ask if they want the jewelry back too. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to uh, ask for the? Uh, the, the, the ask if they want the jewellery back if the jewellery was theirs you don't know for sure if the jewellery was even theirs so if if you want to keep a hold of it you can but if you want to ask them if it's theirs thumbs up in the chat <coughs> Read the lo relay the location to her in case the elves something or other uh, may want to cherish to keep If I recall correctly, there's lots of stuff we couldn't bring back. The elves should know the location. So there's a couple of people saying that they should know the location. Um, a 
okay yes 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 all right so we'll ask them about the jewelry um now next question uh thumbs up if you want to tell her where the location of his lair was um do you want to tell her he was sleeping in a waterfall x number of yards from here sort of thing like do you want to give her directions to the to the waterfall can always ask that if the things you hand over aren't theirs, you'd appreciate a share of them back. That's a good point, yep. Could keep the jewelry, but it feels wrong when they're likely rightful owners are right there. Plus it could help them with relocating if it's not. Even if it's not and they say it is, who cares, let them have it. <laughs> All right, yes, everybody's saying yes, tell her where the location of the thing is as well. So um, she says, um, yes, uh, uh, I'll make sure that these get to the right people. And you say, um, in the interests of that, I also found these uh, and you take out the jewelry box that you found. Uh, you open it up, you, well, you present to the jewelry box and you say, do you recognize this? Um, I'm gonna see if she does recognize that. She says, um, I don't think I do, no. And you open it up. Um, it's filled with quite a bit of, and she says, oh, well, that's... And she starts to pluck pieces out. Um, I don't think this is ours. She takes out another couple pieces. I don't recognise any of this at all. It does look... It does look elven made. She takes out a nice, really, really thin um, gold leaf that's literally a leaf. Um, uh, it looks like some kind of fern. Uh, uh, and it's like a really thin pendant... Um, on the end of a necklace. This is beautifully designed. Um, this would be worth quite a, a bit of money, I imagine. This is, I would say that this is elven. Oh, this isn't though. And she takes out another piece that looks like a, um, uh, it just looks like a huge um, warhammer sort of thing that's made out of like a brass kind of material, but it's got rings around the handle made of uh, silver. She says, uh, this is, this is, I wouldn't say that this is elven. In, in fact, yes, I'd say only about... She start piecing through them. At a guess, I'd say like half of this is el elven jewellery and another the other, the other half is dwarven, she says questioningly, looking at you as a dwarf, hoping that you would recognise. Um, I, I, I'm not sure whose this is, but I'm pretty sure it's not ours. You say, oh, okay. Well, um, I found it in... Um, his lair was behind a waterfall, by the way. There's a waterfall just uh, west of here, and she she jumps in and says, like, uh, between the between the two so-and-so trees, she, like, gives some sort of identifying um, remark, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the one. She goes, oh, yes, I know it. Says, well, um, behind that waterfall, there's a cave. She goes, oh, right, there shouldn't have been. I don't think there ever was. And he says, yeah, there was something about the floor that was different, and I think he... I think he'd built the cave for himself behind the waterfall. Oh. I mean that's quite smart, I suppose. Um uh, that's where he's that's where they found all of this. Yeah, there's there's some other stuff there as well, like um things I couldn't ca uh, carry like there's a there's a uh, uh a figurehead of a ship and uh, all kinds of things. and she looks confused at that. A ship? Hey, it's like a, it's it's like a, um, it's like a f almost fish-headed thing, but like a humanoid body with like swirls on it and things. Um, 
Oh. There's no there's no boats around here. This is, we're, we're nowhere near the sea. I mean, that's what I'm telling you what I found. All right. Uh, what are we doing with the jewellery, everybody? It seems like it might not have belonged to this particular village. Uh, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to hold on to it all? Do you want to give them all of it? Do you want to give her just the elven stuff and keep the rest? What's the... What are your plans? Do we recognize anything from the Dwarven Bunch? Uh, let's make a history check. Oh, nice, 19. Oh, sorry, I should have ruled that on the camera. 19 plus your history of uh, three. 22, uh, you do. As she's, as she's pulled out sort of the stuff on the top, which was mostly this delicate elven things, she got down to slightly more sturdy um, uh, uh, materials like that Warhammer. The Warhammer wasn't attached to anything. It was it was just like on its own, a little a little brass uh, bronze Warhammer. Um, uh, she got down to that one. She found a a, a brooch that kind of looked like a, a sun a sun shape with a, a face in it. Um, there's a few more like sturdy things that are made of brasses and bronzes and uh, a little bit bit more um, hardy materials. Uh, those do look dwarven to your eye. Uh, you don't recognize any of them as like that was my mother's brooch or anything like that, but um, you do recognize it as dwarven made. Uh, not all of it though, as she as she's picking through it and you're picking through it, you, you can see that there's a few other things in there that you, at a guess you'd say that it's probably human or uh, maybe gnomish jewelry. Couple of pieces. For the most part, it was elven, uh, then followed by probably dwarven, and then uh, the rest was bits and bobs from other cultures possibly. Can we get a quick idea of how much it might be worth? As I said before, you've, you're not a jeweler. You've got no background in jewelry or appraising jewelry. You're not a mountain dwarf, so you don't have any background in like mining precious golds or materials. So you have nothing in your history or background that would tell you how to how to appraise jewelry. You have no idea how much it would be worth. All right, let's uh, let's put it to a poll. Keep any of the jewelry. Keep everything except for the Elven with 53% of the vote. So Apis uh, says, well, listen, it's, um, it is beautiful stuff. It's well made. I know that you appreciate beautiful art, especially Elven art. Um, and there's, I, I don't see any reason, I don't see any way of possibly finding out who it did belong to uh, at this stage. Uh, if anybody's likely to come across other Elves and find out who it belonged to, I'm sure you'd be a better uh better suited for that than I so why don't you guys keep this uh, the elven stuff I'll take the other I'll take the rest of it and see if I can find who it belongs to but you keep a hold of that elven stuff it's it's a good chance that it came from your family your your ancestors your your friends your extended relatives in some fashion anyway so it feels right to, to keep it with you and she says um I mean are you sure it, it it you found it you you saved us from the dragon you've you're responsible in a great way. I, 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 this would fetch you quite a lot of money, I'm sure, if you sold it to the right people. And you say, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in the money so much as just, I don't want people to hurt after what you've been through for three years. I can, I, I was only here for three days, and I can't imagine what it would have been like for you. And she says, not pleasant. <laughs> she says, I, we all helped defeat him. We all helped defeat Lucifreak. Uh, it was it was a combined effort. Uh, so, look, I'm I'm serious. You you hold on to the the Elven jewelry here. If you if you ask around, maybe somebody knows. Maybe somebody recognizes it or knows who would have made it. Or 
recognises the handiwork of the jeweller and whatever. Um, but if 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 nothing else, you can help use the use the jewellery to rebuild the the what you've lost. She stands up and says, um, "I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not super familiar with dwarven cultures, but do you do you hug?" And she kind of puts her arms out. Do you give her Do you give her a hug? Yes. <laughs> yes, Willow. All right. So you um you say I I, I we hug, um and you hug her around the the waist as she well actually as an elf she's not actually that much taller than you maybe like a foot at most, um so you, she she puts her arms around you you put your arms around her, um and then break after just a couple seconds and um she says uh, thank you for everything you've done. Then you take out the elven jewelry and uh, and donate it to her. Uh, she's going to distribute it among the other um, the other elves. I'm going to go into here now and adjust the amount of jewelry that you have. Um, do, 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 minus. Oh, okie dokie. Boo! All right. So X gold pieces given to Panis. X gold. Uh, y gold pieces remain in the box. Check over the shoulder of the king's army. Uh, yeah, you look around. Nobody's uh, nobody's approaching you. They're still um, over on the main deck, uh, two trees over, um, uh, just talking with the talking with the people there uh, about their experiences. Um, Tisharu's over there talking with the um, the uh, the guards as well at the moment. Um, so you've given them a uh, you've given them a. Uh, a bunch of the keepsakes, all of the artwork and things from their kids and stuff like that. Uh, you've given them the elven jewellery. <clears throat> um, you didn't bring the harp because, I mean, it's a portable harp, but you still had to, to use your hands to climb and things, so you didn't just walk through the forest with that. Uh, so you didn't use the ha you didn't bring the harp. You left that there. You left the paintings there. You left the sculpt, the big sculptures and things there. But you've told her about where to find those things. Uh, the anthrop uh, the anthrop anthropomorphic dolphin figurehead you've definitely left in the cave because that thing was massive. You took the chest of coins, the quiver, uh, the jewelry box, keepsakes, and the miscellaneous jewelry, uh, miscellaneous stuff. You tell them about that as well. Like, hey, there's also like candlesticks and things there for helping you rebuild with furniture and things. Now that that's done, this part of Apis would like to go to Fondog to vote for Vala and stay there for levelling up. Also, before we tuck in for the night, could we sit by the campsite and catch up with Mel? Ask her about all the flowers she's seen and how she's been feeling about her new armour. Missed her fuzzy French ways and want to make sure she's okay. Sure thing. We can do that. We've got uh, a few different options here. Where does Apis plan to sleep tonight? Here in Panis, the elven town... Um, uh, celebrating the freedom of the elves one one last night together, uh, out in the woods, just like recharging social batteries, just being out in the wilderness, getting back to nature, spending some time with Mel, um, with Briar. Uh, go and ask Briar like if she cool if she's cool with you uh, coming over to her place and sleeping with her uh, with her in her place. Um, again, like fewer fewer interactions, just you, Mel, and Briar. In Fonderg, you could go and back to the. Um, back to the library uh the the, the um well not the library but the tattered page the inn that has a bunch of books and things where you've been staying the last few nights um well not the last few nights you know what i mean or 
on your way to Shadridge. Like, let's get a move on. Let's get started. Let's start going to Shadridge and sleep on the way. Ooh, okay. So we did not have a majority. Only 48% of the vote wanted to sleep, uh, to, to go to Briar and ask if we can sleep with her. 42% uh, wanted to sleep here in Panath, and 6% wanted to sleep out in the woods. So if we remove these bottom three votes, uh, the bottom three options, and put it down to a, uh, a poll between Briar or Panath, then we can get a, a majority. All right, 65% of the vote, decide, uh, Abyss decides that they're going to go find Briar and ask if they can stay uh, with her for the night. That doesn't mean that we have to leave Panath right now. We have, as I say, it's late afternoon. Let's put a time on it. Let's say you're about four o'clock. Um, obviously, uh, this time of year, it'll probably get dark around half six, seven o'clock or something. So you've probably got about three hours-ish of, of the light left. And then obviously a few more hours after that to, to wind down, do any downtime activity that you want to do. So with the last remaining hours of the day, what do you want to do? Do you want to just go go find Briar right now and say, hey, let me stay at your place? Or do you want to spend a few more hours here and then go find Briar? You have to eventually get back to um, to Fondog for the for the vote uh, of, of what to do with Valor and that. Don't forget to collect Charlie's things. Yeah, we'll do that uh, before I do forget. You uh, you head down while you think on it. Apis heads down to, um, to the hut where all of the... All of the weapons and things were being stored. You pick up Charlie's belongings. Pick up Briar's belongings. Everything that was um, was confiscated from them when they were caught, uh, captured before they escaped. Isn't Charlie fairly nearby? He was originally. I've lost track of who uh, who took the bodies back to town. I'll hand with it and say that Charlie's come back. If he took the bodies away, then he's back again. Um, yeah, I'll say I'll say Charlie is nearby, and uh, as you're as you're collecting his stuff, uh, he comes over and grabs them himself. Says, uh, "Thanks, I can take these. I, I can take it from here. I appreciate what you did. Um, I'm sorry if everything got a little bit uh, hectic and a little bit having to make up the plans as we go, but uh, I think we worked well. I mean, we we survived with our life, so obviously we worked well enough." Um, I'm glad I got to know you a little more, Apis. Sorry that it was under such circumstances. More time here, more time here. Travelling to Briar sooner rather than later is preferred by me. Probably want to get back to Fondue before sunset. Harder to find Briar the later we're getting back. Alright, well we'll uh, we'll spend a little bit of time here. 33% here, 66% travelling to Briar's. Alright, cool. Um, that makes sounds like a good compromise to me. So we um, uh, we spend like another hour here um, at the at, at Panis Village, um, talking to people and uh, avoiding the King's Cross as much as we can. Um, what's the chances that they want to have a word with you? I think they do want to have a word with you. So if you want to actively avoid them, it's going to be a challenge. Let's have a look. Yeah. Um, all right. So up to you guys. You can uh, you can choose to actively avoid the King's Cross, but if you if you do spend uh, the the rest of the hour here um, in Panath, there's a good chance that they'll find you. So you'll have to make like a stealth check to avoid them or something. Um, you can go and hide out in the forest till they've left, and then and then come back if you really want to avoid them. 
I just rolled to see how well they how well they're doing to look for you to ask you um, questions about your experiences and things. Uh, it's up to you whether or not you want to avoid those questions. Remember, Apis does not lie well. Historically, every time we roll a deception, it has not gone well. Better not be in Fondurg after dark because the thieves are out at that time. Yeah, so the, the plan, obviously, if we're going to stay at Briars, uh, I, I was thinking the plan would mean be that Apis would stay here for another hour or so, then they'd travel back to Fondurg, which would take like an hour. They've got an hour in Fondurg to like wrap up their business there and tell them, hey, I, I think we should bring Vala back for these reasons. And then it just about gets dark at that point. You head south with um, head south with uh, with Briar. Spend the rest of the evening at Briar's place. Impis does like to try and talk their way out of things, though. <laughs> they certainly do. It often just goes badly. All right, so uh, I'll put it to a short poll then. Just a one minute thing, I think. Um, um, King's Cross, I keep calling them King's Cross, Royal Cross, Royal Cross want to talk, what does Apis do? Talk with them, avoid them, leave Paneth. All right, so talk with them so you can just get it get it over and done with. Uh, I'll put it to a two-minute poll, why not? The Royal Cross want to talk with you uh, to get your your uh, interpretation of events. Um, what do you? What does Apis want to do? Do you want to just talk with them, get it out of the way, to speak with them, uh, risk them seeing that you've got your fancy new quiver and whatever else you've got and say like, hey, where'd you get that? Did you, have you found the dragon's lair? Um, I know that a lot of Apis is worried about the Royal Cross like claiming some of the treasure and whatnot and forcing you to give it over. Uh, do you want to stay in Panith but avoid them, which would require some sort of stealth checks to um, to make sure that you're avoiding them as best you can and without them seeing you and asking you questions, or just leave, just just straight up leave. You don't have, you don't get the chance to like say goodbye to your Panith friends so much. You don't get the uh, opportunity right now to. Um, to sort of wrap up any any relationships that you have going on here, uh, but you, you also don't have to talk to the royal guard if you just if you just straight up leave. So what's your those are your options? What do you want to do? All right. Uh, most of Apis saying like, no, we'll just leave. I, I don't want to talk to the uh, royal royal cross. Uh, Seventy two percent of Apis deciding we'll just leave Panith. Um, so you grab your belongings, you, you set off out, uh, no time for goodbyes to people, you've already kind of done that uh, in, in minor dribs and drabs here and there, um, but no time for celebrating with them or anything, celebrating their newfound freedom. As you see them kind of um, uh, wrapping up their discussions with Tisharu and a couple of the others, uh, you quickly make your way out of Panath. And you head for Fondurg. You walk back through the, uh, the Lannis Woods uh, until you get to the road, uh, just north of Fondurg, and then you follow the road south until you get to the Fondurg city gate, uh, the town gates, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a sight for sore eyes to see uh, to see uh, this this human civilization again after uh, after the last three days in the wilderness being captive by a green dragon. As you're approaching the the gates, you see um, a familiar uh, 
a half elven uh, half elven half human Briden man um, on the uh, on the top of the gates a knight of Kvosna called Joey Joey sees you approaching and uh, and sort of smiles and waves so I see you uh, you made it then didn't become dragon food open the gates he says and the gates start to open as you approach he disappears out of sight and reappears down at the bottom uh, to greet you as you come in through the gates Welcome, welcome home, I suppose, or welcome back at the very least. How many husbands does Ray have? <laughs> so many. So, congratulations on staying alive and uh, and and everything you might have gone through. I I, I can't imagine what uh, what it would have been like for you. <laughs> hey, I was a bit tough for his taste. <laughs> yeah, spit you back out again. It's that uh, it's the fact that you don't wash bloody dwarves and sort of laughs kind of like testing the water as to like how I don't really know this guy do I do I, am I good with joking around or not um are you uh, sticking around Fondurg then uh, what's your intention uh, what do you tell him for those who weren't around when we introduced Joey a Briden in my world is a half elf half human um, he they're usually relatively attractive because they've got sort of the best of both genetics um, he is uh, quite a young fella, maybe in his um, uh, early 20s by the looks of his face, but obviously with his elven blood he could be like 40 and still look like he's in his early 20s. Uh, he's got quite a um, chiseled jaw, quite uh, quite um, muscular, to toned and athletic without being like stocky. Uh, he's uh, about 5'10 or so, 5'11. Uh, he's got nice brown hair uh, swept back and uh, and wears the Knights of Kvosnia insignias on his uh, bracer and whatnot. Um, I can't remember if he has a beard or not, but it's been a few days since he's seen, so I'll say that he does now. He has um, he has like a chin strap kind of a thing. When did Apis have a bath last? Uh, not too long ago, actually. When you first got a, a room in the um, Tattered Page here in Fondurg, you uh, you made a point of bathing. So, hey, well, after that mess, uh, I could probably do with a, uh, a wash. Might be about, annual, about time for my annual bath. <laughs> he laughs as well. Uh, so I'm not fully decided at this stage, Joey. I'm still trying to get my head around a few things. Um, there's a meeting at the hall, yeah? And he says, uh, yes, yes, there is. You, you've been told to... And you say, aye. He says, yeah, fair enough. Um, yes, uh, you, you know the way, don't you? And you say, I do. That's right. Well, um, good luck to you and pats you on the shoulder. It's good to see you. We have to go. Um, but yeah, I'll look fondly to meeting you again. Uh, here, let me play, play your song of our friendship. <laughs> Take out the pan flutes and play a love song. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd scare everybody in the town off if you play a bloody panpipes musical. You did nearly drown in the waterfall. Yeah, that was that was a wash for you. That was a bath. That was earlier today, so you're probably still undergarments, still bloody soggy. Um, if, is Joey going to the meeting? He's not going to the meeting. He's on guard duty. He's on gate duty. So you uh, you leave Joey and the uh, the other knights of Gavosna here on the gate, and you head through the. Um, you have pan flutes, but you can't play them. You can't. So there's a running joke, uh, Neonovic, um, that we do have pan, pan pipes, and we are proficient in them, as you can see over there on the on the character sheet. But for some reason or another, the dice, every time we try to roll pan flutes, something that we should have like at least a plus four to, we can't roll above a 10. Unless, story-wise, rolling below a 10 would be good, in which case then we get an average. It's not a joke, it's a fact. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a running it's a running fact. 
the, the almost every time we've played the pan, pan pipes it has gone dismally unless unless average would actually be worse in which case it goes average they had to deal with dragons and kobolds they don't need our pan pipes on top of that yeah so you make your way to the town hall. Um, the first thing you notice is that when you get to the well at the centre of town, there is a, uh, a very heavy boulder sitting on top of the to uh, of the well, um, and it has been boarded up beneath the the, uh, the boulder. So boards on it, um, heavy boulder on top of the boards, um, and there is a, a signpost uh, on like sort of every thirds of the way around the the town uh, square saying. Um, this this well has been um, boarded up until further notice. Uh, the, use the one on the east of town. Use the one on the east of town, um, and uh, tells you the directions to it or whatever. But people are expected to know if they live here in the town. They know where the wells are. Um, you know this to be because the uh, f what you heard is that. Um, the kobolds were coming up through this uh, through this well and kidnapping people. Uh, that's how some of the ki the people of um, of Lucifer's horde were kidnapped in the first place. You make your way past that though and into the town hall, uh, and you meet with uh, you meet with the rest of the the the, the main um, influences of town. <clears throat> Mayor Trophy Gardens is there, uh, a a hobbit male. Uh, there is also um, uh, I was going to say Vala. No, nope, she's dead. Uh, there is who else would be there? Pertron, Pertron Diddle Jibsworth Leon Findlesmith Gregory Smacklebum, uh, a a rock gnome who is um, one of the people in charge of the Knights of Kavosna here. Uh, who else would be at this meeting? Nathine, Nathine is uh, Nathine Durian Jingle Jangle Smettersmore, <coughs> who is also a rock gnome and a um, a Wolverine of the Knights of Kavosna. Who else would be here? Uh, Polython is here. Uh, Edfed Polythan Avadonor, who is here. Uh, Laspran Charlie, Laspran Charlie Mith Minithal is uh, uh, is uh, a Briton and a uh, um, he is a Laspran of the PEA. Briarpatch is here as well. Egino Briarpatch, Badgerbum, Frizzletop, Blackthorn, a Hobbit who was raised by gnomes. Then uh, Rebecca is here. Rebecca is one of the Arcanists of uh, the. Uh, sorry, Rebecca was one of the ones who died, didn't she? It was Vala. Pretty sure it was Rebecca. Yeah, Vala, Mark, Rebecca, Tabak, Simon, James, and Richard. So Rebecca isn't here. Nim is though. <laughs> You're not writing all those names down. You can just bite me. <laughs> uh, is Cassandra around? Cassandra is not around. No. Um, she's been put through enough, so they decided to give her a little time off. Um, but Charlie is, he's hardy enough to, uh, to, to decide that he's going to be here. He's, he's obviously made his way back to town just before you did. Um, Nim is also here, even though he's been through a lot as well. He, uh, he also is, um, since the loss of Rebecca and Valor, um, they are, uh, Charlie, uh, Nim is one of the only people who are sort of highest ranking of the Arcanists. Uh, you also recognise a another woman that you haven't gotten the name of. I think maybe you got her first name, but she's a um, a, a young rock gnome woman artificer. Uh, she is uh, when you met her anyway. She was in the um, in the role of assistant to Vala. When you met her, it was because she was sort of receptionist in the um, in the school hall that you went to to meet with Vala. 
a young rock gnome woman, uh, you might have got her name at one point, so I'll just tell you it. It's uh, Nira, Nira, N-I-R-A, Nira Adelaide Katanin Sutton Blackstrand, is her name. Um, she's present as well. Uh, the Is Tammy there? No, Tammy isn't there yet. And I believe that might be all of them. I think that's everything, everyone there. So you walk in, they recognise that you're uh, you're there, and uh, they say, ah, uh, Epis, uh, let's see, Trophy Gardens, he is, ooh, Arik on Minerva Street. He says, uh, oh, uh, Apis, uh, just in time. Uh, we were just about to um, to get down to the nasty business, uh, unfortunately, so good that you could make it. Uh, please, uh, have a seat, have a seat. Um, he closes the door behind you, have a seat at the table, along with the rest of them. And he kind of puts his head in his hands like this and says, uh, The next thing on the agenda, unfortunately, can't put it off anymore, is um, we have to make a decision on who, if anyone, is worthy of being, not worthy of, but who deserves our consideration in being resurrected. And Polython says, uh, reincarnated. Uh, sorry, same thing. She says, it's not. He says, I, well, I'm, for the, okay, yes. Barton, you're right. It's not the same thing. Uh, whether you've been reincarnated. Somebody starts to uh, speak off to his left and he says, no, 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 just let me lay everything out first. We've lost a number from Fondorg and may I start by saying uh, I commend everyone on acting in the face of danger, finding the courage to tackle such a legendary monster and and come away to tell a tale is is admirable those that died did not die from weakness they they died simply because of the power of the foe that we faced the ones we lost are as follows we lost vala What's her full name? He probably would use his full, her full name. Oh, actually, no, he just calls her Vala. Yeah. He says, We lost Vala, a wonderful arcanist and wizard from the Arcanist Entente. We lost. What was his name? His full name. We lost uh, Egano Mark. Um, Harold, he kind of looks confused. He looks like he's struggling and point and goes towards Hopalathan and she says, "Igno uh, Mark Harold Anthony Lenny Jonathan Patrick Milton." He says, "We lost Mark. We lost Rebecca." He just calls her Rebecca. No, actually, he probably would give her her final name because. Vella had a different reason. He says, um, we, we lost Rebecca Jansen. We lost Tao Chu Wang, a lion of the Knights of Kavasna here in town. We lost Nambra Karyanthil, a wolverine of the Knights of Kavasna here in town. We lost Kevin. Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, and somebody says, Smith, I think, and he says Kevin Smith. I can't. I'm afraid I don't. I I don't remember his surname. Everybody just knew him as Kevin, uh, a baker here in town. 
We lost Michael. Michael Wendell. A shoemaker here in town. As he goes through another half dozen names or so, you realise that the people of Fondurg, many of them didn't want to lie down and take their circumstances. They fought back, regardless of their experience, regardless of whether they they were fighters or trained. They just knew that if they didn't fight this dragon and its, and its army, there would be nothing to fight for later. There'd be nothing to save. So many of them, the, the next half dozen names or so, are just members of the town that stood up to fight. He gets to the end of the, the list and says, and there comes the very difficult decision, the very difficult truth of the fact, the, the matter. Aethelfid Polython has acquired over the years a number of oils and tinctures and salves that can aid in the reincarnation, the creation of a new body, am I right? And she says, that's right. Aid in the new uh, creation of a new body for one of these souls. It's up to us to decide whether it's right to bring one of them back and who that should be. I open the floor to discussion. There's just silence in the room as he sits back down. Can I have you make an insight check? Apis. Let's go with an Apis dice, which is this one here. Um, Apis, insight check. 11. 11 plus your insight of 2. 13. With a 13 insight, you look around and you can see that the silence is stemming from each of them trying to determine how do you value a life? How do you how do you compare one person's worth worthiness of bringing them back from another? It's like it's like everyone's just been presented with a real real life trolley problem and they've got to try and determine is it is it right to to choose that one person should live and the other shouldn't. Um, however, as you look around though, as you look around, you see that uh, one person is silent for a different reason. You can tell on the face of Nira, Vala's um, assistant, that she is kind of looking around everybody's um, eyes, not catching anybody's eyes. <clears throat> Looks like she's trying to say something and then doesn't, like, keeps keeps failing to find the opening words until she sees your eyes and then she kind of looks down and just kind of looks at the table in front of her. Egino, uh, Sparrow, you would know, uh, oh, well, Bri would know that Egino is a title. Um, so, uh, Aethford is not Polython's first name, it's her title within the PEA. Uh, Lasperin is Charlie's title, Egino is, is the sort of rank. So like with the knights, we've got the, uh, the the badgers, the wolverines, the lions. Uh, with the PEA, they've got the, the heaven, the Egano, the Lasprin, the Aethfid. So he was the same rank as Briar. Nim said to sister when we told him who had fallen. Uh, yeah, he said, uh, Nim said when, when we told him who had fallen, Nim said that he had to get home to his sister as soon as possible. I don't think he said anything about his sister has fallen. Like she, she wasn't in the battle in any way.
I'd like to find out which which of the guilds is suffering the most by these deaths, not people, but the function of the guild. All right. So you say, uh, Apis speaks up and says, if I may, perhaps we should start with which of the guilds, which of the guilds day-to-day functions will be most affected by the loss of these people? Which of the, which of the town's day-to-day functions is most reliant on the people that have now left a vacation, left left a a, um, a vacant hall in that space. They the knights speak up and say, uh, let's say Pertrand speaks for them and says, well, speaking on behalf of the knights of Kavosna, the chapter of Fondurg, I can say that the loss of Tauchu is a great loss. Tauchu is the only member of the Knights of Kavosna of Fondurg that had achieved the lion rank. And Nambra was due for a promotion within the next few months at the rate that she was going. I would say that Nambra and Tauchu were probably the most experienced. And he looks across to the other knights present, Nathine, um, and uh, let's say Maeve's there as well. Without offence meant and both of them like wave and say no you speak you speak the truth he says we are left with the loss of two of our field knights that would be a great a great benefit to the town and the wider region's safety to have such experienced knights fighting for us again Apis says, so if I'm to understand from what you said, the reincarnate would give them a new body. Is that correct? And Polython says, that's correct. Yes, unfortunately, there is only a slight chance that they would come back as the same uh, same creature that they were. They may come back in a completely different race. Do you think the experiences of being a knight would be more important than their physical training, their muscle memory, their ability to duck and weave in the body that they've grown their lives with. Bertrand says, I, I don't, I don't know. And he sits back down. You look across the polython. She sort of nods and stands and says, my name is Polython Avadonor. I am the eighth of the chapter of the Pencampur in Amwilshire here in Fondurg. The loss of Egano Mark will be felt tremendously by those of us who outlive him. I don't like to say that any one person in the Pencampur in Amwilshire are more vital than anyone else. Certainly not a judge of worth based on their rank. Mark knew a great deal. A great deal and had a great deal of promise when it came to the cultivation of plants. I would say, and she looks around to um, uh, to Charlie and Briar, I think it would be fair to say 
that Mark knew more about plants than almost anyone else I've ever met. And uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie sort of lets out almost like a scoff laugh, and it's like, <laughs> and anyone you ever will meet. <laughs> Mark was, he had a way with cross pollination and identification of plants. He was a gifted druid in many other aspects as well. But he knew about the botany of plants more than anything else. It was his life and his passion and finding someone with his abilities or finding a lack of anyone with his abilities will send will, will set the Penkampur and Amgelshed's uh, potion production back significantly. Without his experience, we can expect a great deal of our plants to not survive the cultivation that they were undergoing. Our potion ingredients will be taken back. Somewhat ironically, it's because of, it's partly because of his abilities with cultivation that we were able to procure the ingredients for the reincarnation in the first place. And then she sits back down. The eyes kind of like turn around the table and uh, land on um, Nim. And Nim kind of comes to the realization that he's the leading authority for the Arcanists at the moment. And he says, I suppose I should um, speak. And he stands and says, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it almost speaks for itself that I'm, I'm the one who has to talk here. The Arcanists on Taunt have lost, the Arcanists of Taunt have lost two, the, 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 the most experienced two members of the faction. Without Vala, there is no Arcanists on Taunt. There, there is, there is me and Nira, uh, and he points across to her and she's, she like sort of nods. We have a handful of uh, a handful of students learning from us. There's, but without without Vala, without Rebecca, we have no Arcanists on Taunt. We have we 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 were set back years in our studies. We are, we are set back in our abilities to any enchantment, any any identification, any of the the market for magical goods coming through the the town without them the entente will grind to a halt and then you just sit down there's a moment of silence again and then uh, uh stands up and says i think it's important that i uh, that someone speak for them so although although they've meant a great deal to the town, Kevin and Michael, Quentin and Rupert and Hannah, they, they're all 
They're all members of the community. They all stood up to fight for what they knew was right. And and while we can't measure their worth as a baker or shoemaker, I think the loss of such brave souls to the town is a loss that we will feel dearly, regardless of who comes back and who does not. One way or another, we can't win here today. We are picking the best of a bad bunch of decisions. And it's at times like this that I regret becoming mayor. But it's these decisions that we can't shirk away from. It's these decisions now more than ever that this town needs us to stay strong and make what we think is the right decision. I trust all of you here today to vote for who you think will aid the town best in its recovery. He uh, he slides forward a box <clears throat> that's been standing in front of him, <clears throat> opens it up and takes out some parchment and he tears up uh, into small slips and he just starts passing them around. He, uh, he takes out of the box uh, two bottles of ink and slides them both directions around the table and then uh, a bunch of quills he takes out from the bottom of the box and passes, passes them around. I ask that you write down your choice in order. You f can feel free to write as many or as few names as you wish, but I ask that you place them in order of who you think would aid the town in their recovery. You can take your time. Um, and then it's vote time. It is vote time. What do we, uh, what do we say, guys? What do we want to do? Should I just put it straight into a vote? I think that's probably for the best. Vala, Mark, Rebecca, Tauchu, Nambra. Um, is that the main five? Vala, Mark, Rebecca, Tauchu, and Nambra. I think that's the main five, isn't it? And then the others. We didn't all say Valor, no. There are people who are on the fence about it, so I want to put it to an actual poll. Who do we write down first? Valor. She is the head of the Arcanist's Entente. She is uh, a specialist of artificing and uh, blood magic. She studies blood magic and fire magic. Rebecca, she is also a uh, very powerful wizard within the Knights of uh, the, the Arcanist Entente. Uh, specializes in illusion magic. She was the one who um, made your bow invisible um, and and made illusions to hide the ambush that uh, when they attacked the boar. Mark. Mark is a relatively powerful druid of the Penkampur and Amgulshed, uh, and 
knows a lot about plant material and how to um, cultivate certain uh, otherwise uncult uncultivatable plants. Tauchu. Tauchu is a lion of the Knights of Kvosna, a very proficient fighter. And Nambra. Nambra is a wolverine of the Knights of Kvosna and an eldritch knight. She has abilities when she fights to um, uh, to cat utilize her uh, spells within her fighting. I do like to give you uh, moral decisions, don't I? I do like to give you <laughs> morals, moral decisions to have to make. Heavy stuff. It's the least even poll I've ever seen in TT. <laughs> There's a lot of a uh, lot of confirmation of uh, of what I thought might be the case, but I'm always open to being surprised in Twitch tales. All right, with seventy-five, uh, seventy-eight percent of the vote, Apis writes in the following order: Vala, Mark, Tauchu, Rebecca, Nambra, Kevin and then every other name that has been mentioned. And then you fold up the piece of paper. And one by one, everybody around the table takes their paper and hands it back to Mayor Chuffy Gardens, who unfolds them and starts to read, one at a time. It is not unanimous. It is a close call. It is too close to count at first. And so with preferential voting, the process of about an hour's voting and counting uh, takes place where one by one, Mechofi Gardens uh, crosses off the people that have not been voted for, the people who have been voted for the least rather. Every time he does so, he says a few words about them, what he remembers of them. He opens the table for those to say their own words about. It starts with the shopkeepers, the brave souls that stood up to fight for their town. It gets to Rebecca. Nim is in tears. Nira is in tears. It gets to... Nambra. The knights are all stunned, shocked into silence. There are silent, silent tears rolling down faces as each piece, each person says an anecdote, a story, something they remember of them. The first time they met Nambra, how her training went. The first time she discovered that she had eldritch powers. Throughout all of this, you can see that Nira is still almost wanting to speak up and say things, but she is not doing so. She can't find the words to speak. The voting continues, and, and it's down to the final three, Vala, Mark, Tauchu. Tauchu is the next one to be eliminated. And there is, there is restrained 
anger, frustration, sadness from from everybody present. Tauchu doesn't get to being a lion rank of the Knight of Kavosna without earning respect among the entire town. This is a town of a thousand people, remember. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows Tauchu and knows the force for good that he's been among the streets. People almost don't want to continue. But continue they must. At this point, Nira has gotten up from her chair and started to pace. As the final votes are counted. Mechoffy turns to Polython and says, Polython, if you would make preparations, it seems we're going to be asking Valor to come back to us. I didn't know Mark too well. Briar bursts into tears, just loudly bursts into tears, as soon as he makes it clear which one he's, uh, which one has won the vote. Her head hits the table as she's just sort of shaking. You get up and you go over and you you hug her, and Charlie's done the same. Charlie's also kind of shaking. Polython, Polython, who has worked with Mark has just been told that she needs to resurrect Vala instead. But she knows she has to do it. And I didn't know Mark too well. But he was a pleasant sort. Kept to himself in the south of town. Barely ever saw him in the, in the city walls, but any time I would pop by the, the greenhouse, always the most cheerful person. Brewed the best tea. Warm, welcoming fella. Polython's just kind of nodding through this. She stands from the table and says, I, I better get started. And he says, do you, do you wish to say? She says, we, we will say our regards in due time. Thank you all for your patience today. I know that this was not an easy process for anyone. She uh, sort of composes herself and leaves the room. Um, Charlie stands to his feet and kind of helps Briar as well and says like, come on love, um, it's time, uh, it's time for us to, um, let's, let's go and pay our respects to his work. Um, and Briar just leaves the room with that. The knights have uh, the knights have done the same. They've they've sort of stood up and they've kind of like paced a little and they just kind of like stoically leave the room one at a time. Everybody's kind of filing out. What do you want to do? Cry. Apis sits down at the table and starts to weep. After a moment of crying, 
you notice that um, that Nira is uh, speaking with Nim in hushed voices over on the uh, at the corner of the room. They've both gotten up and sort of walked over to the side, and Nira has kind of like got him to bend down so she can see him uh, and speak with him. And he's got sort of a furrowed brow. He uh, he walks to um, uh, to the mayor and sort of t- leans down. It's now just basically you four in the room. And the mayor says, "Are you sure?" And you hear him say, "Sure." And then uh, Nim says, "I mean, that's what Nira says." And he looks across to Nira and he says, Necromancy. She says, As far as I know, she didn't want people to know, but she would visit a guy in the woods, said she was trying to help him with a problem. He might be able to help us. And that's where we're going to leave it for today. Thank you very much for joining me. I'll see you next week for Twitch Tales. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision-making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do, and it notifies you when I go live, so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.